Phoenix and 12, the only podcast that is now valid for college credit at the University of Phoenix. I'm Mark. I'm Brent, and today's guest is Nick Ross, a.k.a. Nick Boss Ross. Hi there. Nick, how are you doing? Good, and yourself? Doing well. So I hear you've just moved into a new job. I did, like as of this day. So what was your, your previous job? Because it sounded really cool to us. I was working part-time at a comic book store here in Edmonton. It's uh, and it was it's a nice comic book store. It's probably the best one in Edmonton. Not to talk so. about me too much, but I was uh, in L.A. Went to oh, Meltdown. Enough about I know. You. I was just in L.A. last month. Did you go two to Meltdown? Two weeks ago. Uh, no, not this time. I okay. did my first time last summer. It's and, fantastic. Yeah, and Happy Harbor is I think it's probably one of the best comic book stores that we have here. Yeah. Not to name the name, I can take that out later. <laughs> I mean, is are they giving us free stuff? Yeah. Exa- oh yeah. <laughs> Sponsored. Okay. Yeah, please. This podcast brought to you by. So, but now you're doing. I'm now doing copywriting, which and is very cool. Yeah, I'd, uh, it's a company that I worked, I did an internship for last fall, and now they've wanted me back. So it's nice that you know I didn't leave too bad of an impression on them. <laughs> and, so yeah, did you get into that by any way through social media or is social media? No. Okay. That was just because with uh, the school I was in, uh, one of the programs you have to take an internship. And for me, I originally, this is kind of a fun story too and sad at the same time. I was hired at Late Night with Seth Meyers and The Daily Show. Wow. Wow. I got internships at both of them and then couldn't take either because I was Canadian. No. Yeah, they couldn't sign off on any visas. Because there's, it's complicated, right? When there's it is. a position, it's and called they're... workplace authorization, and they can't do that for certain people because it shows. Uh, I believe it's because of the uh, Equal Opportunities Employment Act in the states, and so by signing off on my visa, it's preferential treatment, and they have to keep all interns exactly the same. So I couldn't take either. That was actually the first time I went to LA's because I needed to get out of Canada after I lost both of those. And I just wanted to, like, you know, kind of leave Canada for a bit and clear my head. <laughs> right. But then uh, one of my friends is a photographer here, and he worked with this advertising agency. And so I put in my resume. They liked me. And now I'm getting a full-time job with them. When you did the internship, was it automatically copywriting? I'm assuming not. It was. Was it? Yeah, uh-huh. I got right into the, like, the like, ground running. They gave me some clients. I started writing, like, billboards and, like, taglines for things. Like, that's the easy part when you're on Twitter is basically advertising is just tweeting, like, tweet, tweets. Mm-hmm. So, like, sure. 140 characters, like, you need it short, concise. You're writing for different audiences. You need it to be accessible. You need it to be so that, like, anyone can look up at it and get full story. So it was kind of came naturally to me, I guess. So was it purely billboards, or did you get into any radio or TV, or is it... Uh, They've only did billboards, bus ads, too, stuff like that, Uh, websites, nothing uh, on air. Okay, so very much static print media, or static visual media. Mm -hmm. Any big clients? Uh, I mean, like, I'm not sure how many people might know them. It'd be, like, stuff like Jiffy Lube, or, uh, like, nothing fun. It wasn't, like, Apple or (laughs) No, I didn't suspect so. Yeah. But uh, it did was you come really up great. with like a, a dirty ad campaign for Jiffy Lube? Because really, you like honestly, most of the ones that when you're sitting around like brainstorming ideas, you come up with the worst <laughs> ones first. And I forget, like uh, I know there's like box of lube with something like as a promotion type thing. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, it, what was your best worst one? Was it free box of lube with every old? Um, I don't know. I did stuff for Campers Village, like a. Uh, outdoor recreation company here in Edmonton, or I think it's maybe Canada. And uh, 
a lot of that was a lot of puns. Like it was, we had to do their winter campaign. So I just kept doing all these winter jokes. And I think it was like a uh, snow way better to be, or to spend a day. <laughs> and it would just be like the worst stuff, but I love puns. So it was like great to just like laugh and realize that no one cared about what I was writing. So I don't know a lot about advertising other than what I learned on I Dream of Genie. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> do you actually pitch campaigns to, like, do, do the clients come in and... Is it like they, Mad Men? Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Mad that's what <laughs> I, that's what maybe a little more, a little more modern, modern reference. reference. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. what I knew from advertising was <laughs> yeah. Mad Men. Not I Dream of Genie? No. Oh, no. Weird. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. All the kids talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. It wasn't I Dream of Genie. It was Bewitched. That was the one that had the ad campaign. Never yeah, mind. Both millennials don't yeah, watch. I, okay, yeah, okay, I know. Um, yeah, so I only knew like the Don Draper pitches and stuff like that. And I did have one pitch meeting where I actually had to sit down with a, a client and like run through my entire idea for it. And that was like the only time I felt like Don Draper. And then that was it. And then my internship finished up, went back to school, finished that, and now I'm back doing work. So we'll see how that turns out. That is really cool. How did you swing the the internships at the late night shows that was because of social media okay that was uh i knew some of the writers uh for both shows for both daily show and uh seth myers and so it doesn't really help that you really know the writers right away like they can't just get you right in mm -hmm. because they are very popular internships so uh what ended up happening is i got like usually knowing someone you get your resume at least read it'll be on the top of the pile so they read mine, ended up doing a couple phone interviews. They liked me. And then when we started actually talking back and forth about like how I was going to get there, we finally realized that it wasn't going to work, especially wow. since both internships are paid. And you obviously like you'll need a visa when you're getting paid. Like it probably would have been better if they were like uh, like unpaid internships and I could have just been there. So that was heartbreaking to uh, have to pass up on. But I did take from it that it was at least good enough to get the internships. Yeah, for sure. Because I know I'd probably beat out like some Harvard yuppie or something like that. <laughs> have you thought about how you might get back into that? Every day. <laughs> like I was just in L.A. and that was like a lot of talk about all the different routes. There was a lot of talks about marriages. Uh, Twitter Ladies? girls are green card yeah. husband. Twitter girls are very nice when it comes to green card marriages. Um, I guess there's also just being funny enough that someone wants me. I'm not there yet, so that I have to keep working on. Uh, other than that, like I have a degree in communications, so I'm now also looking at communication jobs in the states to see if maybe I can get in that way. And then there's just you know the good old legal way, and hopefully you don't get caught. The bottom line is you're trying to get the hell out of Canada as I mean, fast as possible, it sounds like. Canada's great. I do really love it. But when it comes to, like, writing for comedy and television, like, yeah, it's not I here. mean, yeah, we had Corner Gas and uh, <laughs> Little Mosque on the Prairie. And it's like, those weren't the shows I wanted to be part of. <laughs> What, what show, what would be your, your dream job to be writing for? Uh, for me, it would probably be something on late night, something like Conan, where I could do like those pop culture jokes. Like, I like the short, short monologue. Snappy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That has always been my favorite. That's how I've been on Twitter. That's how I write normally. I haven't given much thought to uh, like scripted television yet. I'd like to start writing my own scripts, but I just haven't had the time with school so far. But uh, also animation I might be hmm. kind of interested in, too, because I'm a product of The Simpsons and, like, Bob's Burgers and all those types of shows that are just, like, my favorites. So I'd like to be able to maybe one day 
create or like contribute to something like that. I want to make people laugh. Are you thinking of ever doing the, like I know we've got a mutual friend, Adam. Yeah. Uh, the lean over. Yeah. And he's in LA right now. Yes. Doing some, but he's there sort of essentially on vacation. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's uh, connecting with people. Have you thought about doing that as well? Just spending a good chunk of time there? Looking I around? have. And a lot of friends while I was in LA really did reach out and were like, you know, you should just stay because a Canadian can legally stay in the States for six months without uh, any penalty. As soon as you start making money, then it's illegal. But, uh, for me, it might be something I want to try. I almost did that in New York. Uh, I was I write freelance with College Humor, and so they asked if I wanted because they couldn't do a visa either. So they said, "Well, what we could do is keep you as freelance, so that way I'd still get paid here in Canada, but I could be living in the states and I could be writing, so it'd all be actually completely legal." But I realized it was just going to be too expensive, especially with me being in school. Maybe now that I'm done, I can like start you know saving up money, kind of planning up my life, and maybe make my way down there so are you still writing with college humor uh not as much anymore i'm actually with funnier die now doing their i'm part of their news team so every day they send me news stories and i write jokes for them yeah, and, and, and how does that really... come out in, in their feed are those like short little uh it's off bits? of their like they have an app now that just la- launched like a month ago and so that's just uh yeah it's basically the you read the story on the app it's got a little punchline joke at the end and he keeps swiping through all the stories so riffing on actual news as opposed to like the onion making stuff yeah it's real news it's very like weekend updates uh snl so and that's actually like usually the tone of voice i'm usually thinking in when i am writing the jokes oh that sound means it's time for brent to ask you some twitter questions brent what's your favorite twitter moment Probably getting followed by, I don't know, I guess Mark Hoffice was really cool. Uh, Andy Rick. Actually, can it be like in real life because of Twitter? Of course. Sure, okay, yeah. yeah. So every time I've gone on a trip to L.A. or New York, I've stayed with Twitter people. And yeah. being part of that and seeing all the people there in real life has probably always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like seeing that it's actually possible and oh, something yeah. good can come from the Internet. It's true. It's my favorite aspect, too. Who's your biggest follower? I think like... In, was it Joss Whedon? Jo- it was. It was Joss Whedon. I think. I don't know if anyone. Tell us about Joss Whedon. Um, Joss Whedon followed me about a year ago or so, and when he first did, I was like super excited. But I assumed that if I messaged him to tell him how excited I was, he was going to realize he was going to follow me and then unfollow me because he knew it was a mistake. <laughs> and so I just never said anything to him, and everything was really good. He'd start a couple of my tweets. I was fine. And then uh, Age of Ultron came out, and I was like, okay, this is my chance. I have something relevant to talk to him about. So I DM'd him. I said, I hope, uh, like, I've been too nervous to ever talk to you, but I did want to say that Age of Ultron was really great. I really enjoyed it. And then the next day, he deleted his whole Twitter account. <laughs> and I think it's because of me. Some people Thanks thought, a lot, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Some people thought feminists kind of uh, shut him, but no. And I was reading those articles being like, it was me. <laughs> Some shithead from Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Ended it all. Oh, this DM's the worst. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Okay, finally, give us one underrated tweeter you think everyone should be following. I think maybe, uh, I don't know, I think he's probably has more followers than me, but could I say Nathan Buckley, Duplicitron? Do you guys know him? Yeah. And I'm, not, I, sure. I'm not sure how many followers he has, but... I think he has more than me. But you know what? Give him a shout-out. That's but, awesome. Yeah, he's great. Okay, I'll check him out. All right. Well, that's it for us. All right, uh, Nick, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. Bye.